I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is being recorded on, the Tarable people, and pay my respects to their elders, both past, present, and emerging. And I would like to acknowledge the Chumash, Keech, and Tongva people, the traditional custodians of this land that I am on, and pay my respects to the elders, both past and present and emerging. Salud or Dolby, through a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got kind of gnarly. We're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. I'm in Brisbane. Bruce Vegas. I'm That's in Brisbane, you're in LA. It. I'm in LA. Look at us. We are next yeah. level podcasters. They call it, why do they call it Bruce Vegas sometimes? You know, I never fully understood that. I don't know. Is it newer Is it gambling? Must be a gambling I don't know. Because I always thought it was like here. flashy and tacky. But the people that you know there that I've met are like the hippest, coolest, like ahead of the curve in fashion, you know, whatever. Come on. Brisbane has got Mall Rat. It's got Patience. It's got Megan Washington. It's got... Cub sport. Yeah. It's it, but you know what? That's probably like the real Vegas too. That like the people that are actually yes. cool in Vegas yes. are like the coolest of the cool. Yeah, because like Brisbane, I just remember the people were like Brooklynites before Brooklyn even became hip. They like dressed, you know. They were like like Chloe Semenya was always just so ahead of all these. She's so cool, and they were like, you know, in that kind of not ironic because she's high fashion to me, but she has a great sense of humor too in her fashion i just had in my mind i was playing out an elaborate like if we were like doing insider (laughs) trading with real estate that like we were basically like out this was our strategy we're going to start a podcast to bump up brisbane real estate while we're trying to purchase it i don't know why that would be the that's like a nathan for you that's like a nathan for you well i know baz lerman is trying to make the gold coast well, just oh, like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like Baz Luhrmann was sort of like, the Gold Coast is great, but it's like the Gold Coast, if you don't know, it's beautiful. But I guess it was sort of, sort of not, you know, progressive or, you know, dynamic in a certain way. Yeah, but look, you can say anything you want culturally about Australia, but you will not find a more widespread use of halloumi cheese anywhere in the world outside of Greece. Maybe they in grow Greece, it on halloumi. everything. It's halloumi It grows cheese. on trees. Yeah, it's kind of rubbery and not very strong, but it's really good. Babies, they come out of the womb on their birthday. We feed them halloumi cheese. They, it's a um, mattress. They sleep on a halloumi We sleep mattress. on halloumi. We surf on halloumi. We feed our kangaroos halloumi. Koalas um, live in the halloumi trees. It is. We are deeply – I don't know what happened. Somebody – okay, this is – I'm going to pitch you a Netflix documentary. Let's get Marc Duplass involved in this. The real story of big halloumi coming into Australian culture, because I know there's a QAnon conspiracy theory there. I mean, would you I watch think, that? I, 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 I wouldn't, but I do. My friend does have a cooking <laughs> show, um, High on the Hog, which is very interesting. 
on Netflix. Paris could do a whole Australian halloumi um, uh, series. Um, I do but- love deep dives. I like history. You don't like geography or history as much as I. What I always, whenever I read a book, I have to know when it was written. I, I like that, that. Not that that says anything about my love of. You want historical context. I'd need the context. I don't like when I'm reading a biography, I will literally skip the person's childhood. Yeah. I will start reading when their career starts. I love <laughs> the childhood. I love going back like three generations. I love all of that. My dog is growling at birds in the trees. Um, yeah. I, you know what's weird? I just realized when you were saying I don't like history or geography, I also don't like my own history or geography. I'm like, I'm extremely ambivalent to being beholden. I think I feel it like a pressure. Like I don't want to, I refuse to believe that I'm shaped by, I mean, this is deep, deep ignorance that I'm expressing right now, but I refuse to be like, admit that I'm shaped by my personal experience or my location. Right. Like I'm just so, I'm so idealistic about my sense of imagination and spirit and my boundarylessness that I'm completely delusional about what really has created me as a person. Yeah. Well, you've got, you know, you did the nature nurture thing. I mean, the, you know, it just depends on how you look, look at that. Like you got so many great qualities. I mean, I had a hard time with certain cultures who honor their elders. And I just think, I don't want to put down my elders. My grandparents like practically raised me because my dad was not really in the picture. Excuse well, and for me. anyone that's just tuning My in on dog. this episode, also had some remarkable World War II experience with prostitutes that has really, that really shaped you and your attitudes yeah. growing up. So, well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's many a Benny, Grandpa Benny story, but I just can't imagine my great, great grandparents in the shtetl, not to put it down. <laughs> I just don't know that they had some sort of emotional intelligence. I just can't imagine that they were these incredible people. <laughs> so you, my mother, so you don't my feel guided by your, yes. you don't feel personally guided by your ancestors. I learned a lot from my grandparents, but beyond yeah. that, I just don't, I mean, I think my great grandmother, my, my grandmother's side was, but I know stories like she, she, you know, wasn't like the most amazing person in the world. I just feel like as mothers, we got a bit better throughout the generations. And I don't know, you know what I'm saying? I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, so, uh, we've been staying connected while I've been traveling cause I've been in Australia now about a, a week tour. Mm-hmm. and I've been, um, one of the main ways we've been staying, uh, connected is by our shared Hulu account, um, seeing where each other is at with, um, Love Island UK season four, seminal historical episode of reality TV it's that I didn't know about. season four or three? I thought three. Oh, is it Maybe season it's- three? It's the but Montana listen, season. All we all you have to know is 2017. We've gone 2017. back. 2017. And we have only I've watched a couple of them, Love Islands, but this this one is very good. And I'm learning the it's UK. So there's words muggy is bad, right? If you're a yeah, muggy. And I'm a melt. I'm a melt. I'm a melt for you. Can you be um, can melting be good? Or is melty always bad? Melt's like bad. you're a sucker. Oh yeah, yeah. But if yeah. you're in love with someone, you're like I, I'm fully melting. I'm I'm melt. Oh yeah. And what's the word for um having good crack is talking? Yeah, we've got good crack. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've got good banter. Yeah. I mean, we literally. This is what we're doing. We're just bantering right now. Yeah, yeah. But banter to me felt like such a sort of um, 
sophisticated word. The word has an air of sophistication that I love hearing all these bunch of yobs just talking about their banter with each other. It's awesome. Yeah, I know. It's a good, it's good. Um, you know, it's so long ago now that no, it won't be relevant for anyone who's watching it currently, but I'm, I'm into it. I didn't know, you know, you're such an intellectual, but you, you got me into reality shows. Like I had seen maybe the Flavor Flav one or like, you know, I saw the real world a bit. I got you into the I, hills. That became our show. The hills. Were so what was that <laughs> dance in the beginning, the opening credits? That was so funny. Doing this you, kind of dance. They didn't come and do it arms, for that, Arms over the head. Yeah, exactly. Um, that became that became our yeah, dance. That was our wedding dance. Yeah. Justin Bobby. <laughs> to and, to the, re- um, the the unwritten song. Lauren Lapp has got us into Terrace House, the Japanese that's right. Reality show with all this the one and this Love Island. I started watching because I heard Cassie David talking about it. He's also sm- I, I like smart people recommending dumb things is my favorite way to consume culture. Yeah, yeah. That's I, know, I, like I that love too. the I love the yeah. intelligent well, that's like, appreciation that's like of Andy, trash culture. Andy Warhol loving TV. Like, there's something about it, and it's like pop songs. You know, like to me. I've always loved there's this great story about um Phil Spector being on the radio who um when Be My Baby came out and mm-hmm. he was kind of being condescended to by the radio DJ who was like let me read you the lyrics to this so-called composition Be my be my baby be my little baby be my one and only baby be my baby now I mean how is that you know how does that have anything to offer artistically and he said you're missing the beat, man. And that to me, that story just sums up that like, if you separate the brain from the body or separate the brain from the heart, you do miss the sort of visceral impact of art and creation. And somewhere in that space with like, you know, a, a, an intelligent idea with something that actually moves. What is it? Free, free of mind or your ass and the rest will follow or what is the expression that's a funkadelic or parliament what is it free your mind yeah, and the rest it? will follow it's, i think it's parliament yeah. or funkadelic you don't they wouldn't say free your ass that doesn't make sense <laughs> it's something weird. it does i feel like ass free your is, mind and your ass will follow maybe yes free your yeah, mind and your ass. yeah i like that but also um, free your ass and your mind will follow <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of someone who who like go, has goes to the bathroom and feels better. I know totally. It's because there's a release. But I don't know where your mind works. And I just know I'm in a much better mood if I go to the bathroom. Free your bowels, and your mood will follow. Yeah. yeah. Going back to but- my grandfather, he called <laughs> bowel movements BMs, which is the pits. I just don't like that. I don't like that particularly either. I know because we're like your, two your who first, never talk I know. about. Poo. Like Howard Stern, he's a little too emotionally anorexic, constipated. constipated. But, but with with just the fear of you know women and fat and bodily fluids, and you know he wants it all perfect. Like he's, you know, like uh, you know what I mean. He's he's just a bit too. But that's probably just a bit of he, self. He he's self. He has a com- but, conflicted relationship with the animal nature of human beings. Yeah. But I mean, we all I've do gone though. That, as you grow him. up, though, I reckon yeah. that like some of that, I mean, especially I, I, having babies. Yeah, you've got to get in. Get, your own kids' stuff is is okay. Other kids' stuff is kind of could be. Well, you know also, I mean, just realizing diapers. like diapers. Yeah, but also like for a woman, like having a body and being a 
Uh, oh yeah. You know, in those so watching, moments, like these bodies are like these weird machines that kind of yeah. do all this amazing stuff. Yeah, I mean, when you're in those moments, you really aren't caring about stuff like that. Totally. Um, but on Love Island, they hit a good space. I think there's a liberated sexuality that is um, exciting, playful, a little yeah. confronting sometimes. What's confronting? Which bit? Um, I don't know. I guess like they, they, there's something to me that what I like about the show is it expresses basically how fickle humans are in their affections like mm -hmm. what's new and shiny is always um it's just always appealing i always find when a new person comes on the island it's like i feel like it'd be hard for people to attach i just think it's how can i mean i can't believe the men can't they're not allowed to touch i know that they're all doing stuff also doing it in the room with everybody that's a little weird for me that's but not, that that's like, not your vibe well, no, I don't really want five beds in a row and like people are stooping it up every night next to you. But, but I mean, maybe that's fun or you get used to it. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a prude, but also how I feel like, how do the men not touch the women at all times? They're in thongs. Like I know men have some restraint, but it must be hard. And you were saying you thought it's actually pretty cold, but they're like forced to be in the bikinis. Oh, the well, yeah. The if they're in this one, they're in Ibiza. And they're and it looks like it's chilly. Mallorca, aren't they in Mallorca? Oh, they're in Mallorca, and yeah. so I, you know, you know, they have like warming coats or sweatshirts. They're probably in sweatpants and sweat top, you know. But before they shoot, they have to get back down into their little thong underwear, yeah. and they're always topless, the men. And I must be chilly. I think of them. I've never worn a thong. The men are all waxed so into. I didn't realize that had started in the seventies. Hair was good, like Burt Reynolds. Like chest hair yeah. was a part, a whole thing. It was okay to have chest hair, and then in the eighties, up until very recently, you know, hair was no good for a man. On but their I reckon chest, still, like young back. people now, like men are grooming intensely. But it's now there's sort of a at least there's more room for hair, like. It's such a different generation. Women also armpit hair and leg hair is coming back. Coming back, I baby. Think, I think pubes are still probably it's fashionable to have no pubes still, but um, uh, I think like armpit hair and leg hair is more. It's a whole different time, and mustaches and for women and you know They're everything. Back. They're having their moment, which I'm happy. You know, Frida Kahlo. Yeah. Yeah. The unibrow, like it all should be. I feel like it should be just everyone. You should be able to do what you want to do. Well, I also just reckon sexiness in general. I was talking about this yesterday. On, I did this radio interview. We were talking about in Australia. There's this whole thing of punching. You know, have you heard that? Like punching up, punching yeah. above your weight. Like yeah. people always accuse me of because I've you know done done all right with the ladies in my time. Um, you know, uh, people <laughs> saying to me, "Oh, you're punching above your weight," and I just think the entire expression denotes a complete lack of understanding of what sexual chemistry is. Yeah. The idea that like there is a uniform set and, and shows like Love Island actually totally reinforce the idea that there's one idea basically oh my of what's God. beautiful or sexy. Absolutely. But, but like, I mean, charisma, confidence, charm, intelligence, wit, banter. 
Yeah. I mean, these are the things that like make your blood flow. Yeah. Right? I mean, it works. Men too. Like, I mean, it works mostly like they're, if men are powerful, wealthy, funny, successful. It doesn't hurt, does it? They can look like whatever, you know, whereas women, I've always I mean, if they are not powerful. like whatever. I love, I don't mean powerful, like just in the world, but like, because I, I just grew up with yeah. women, like yeah. in my family. And I just think like, strong, creative, powerful, dynamic women are just like the shit. That is like, yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's like, I, that's the one thing I'm sad about not having a son. I've got to impart this in Cooper, our dog, um, just respect of women for I being know. powerful. Oh, yeah. Because I think that like men, that 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 is a really important generational lesson yeah. that like young boys need to be um, not just like, not just tolerating women being powerful, but like being psyched about it. Cause like, it's, it's awesome. Like living in a dynamic world where everyone's shining with their full charisma oh and intelligence God. and ingenuity. I mean, That's how we're going to save yeah. the planet. Also just like make the options more broad. Like I find I'm drawn to people, you know, young or old, like if they're, I don't know. I just, I'm very open-minded, I guess, or I'm normal and healthy because I just think, I don't know. I could just think of so many younger and older people that I find so attractive that, you I know, find you attractive. run the gamut. Um, should we listen? We got a listener question this week. Okay. Do you want to check it out? Yeah. Hey, Ioni and Ben. I've got a question that I think you are going to be uniquely equipped to deal with. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm trying to explain to someone much younger than me the idea of selling out. She is very confused, and when I talk about it out loud... So am I. It all seemed simple in the 90s. So, I guess my question is, what is it about selling out? Biden. It's a good question, hey, because it's like, it is generationally, it has totally shifted. Yeah. Yeah, I think like in the 40s and 50s, actors did commercials like, you know, Joan Crawford, and I don't know how it was received, but I think it was sort of okay. And then in the 80s, if you did TV or commercials or sold out, you know, it was frowned upon or people would hide and do maybe a Kodak commercial in Japan. Uh, so so wait, is it just for seen. performers? Are you are you thinking of it just for performers or could it be something can like normal people can sell out? My whole too? world is only performers, baby. <laughs> I don't know any. <laughs> yeah, let but me you can think. sell out in your personal life, not just in your professional sure. life. Like what is selling out? Well, yeah. I mean, selling out, I guess it's like going against your, uh, you know, tastes and your morals and things like that. Um, maybe doing something that your heart doesn't want to do for money. Yeah. Cause I reckon right? I've, I've sold out by following advice before. Like yeah, I've sold out, sure. I've sold out my compass 
by, I remember like after Awake is a New Sleep, I was talking to someone from my label and I really wanted to put this record out that I've been working on called Mixtape that people can find it online. It's a thing I did with like so Zoe good. Deschanel and all these great, biased, but yeah, Azure. I, mean, I wrote so all these songs that different people sing, but the label were like, I reckon you should do a proper, another proper solo album first, solidify the fan base and then do the side project. And I totally went off course. I was like, oh, okay, that's what I should do. And I made Ripe, which I like, but I I think my heart wanted to do something different. So yeah. to me, like selling out is on a personal level, it's any time you like kind of give up your intention for yeah. benefit that someone else is promising you in some way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can do stuff, but if you and you if you know why you're doing it, you know, and your heart's in the right place, or you even feels like selling out, but there's a reason you're doing it if you're aware you know what i mean there's a difference to just you know doing stuff because other people say this is good to do and what about in like because you were sort of in the whole la like punk rock scene like in the 80s and stuff like we're selling out a big conversation then for bands like well for sure i think uh yeah i mean it was just not cool you know to did anyone sell out do you remember like anyone being accused of selling out I don't think so. You know, I was with a Beastie Boy and a, someone in the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think the Red Hot Chili Peppers got, they kind of probably, their music for them even got in a sort of territory that can confuse them, but that wasn't exactly selling out. I think they, well, yeah, I know that Flea was conflicted at certain points about making money because he... Oh, you yeah, because like you can be, if you're like a hardcore, like anti-capitalist, then even just having yeah. an income feels like selling out. Yeah, but I guess so. I think years. he made peace with that, though. I hope yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he's but I remember guy. like in music, in indie rock, it was like selling out to have your songs in a commercial. And yeah, then I know. Until I think Moby. About that. And then Moby oh, put Moby, every right. song on play in a commercial. And suddenly everyone wanted a commercial. And it, it takes now be- the right person. He's he's a great businessman, but he it takes he has that great story of selling his house up in the hills and very near where I grew up. Remember, he got that offer, and he's just good at business. But yeah, someone like Moby can make it. I just think of as a kid, there was that Carly Simon song, Anticipation. Yeah, Anticipation. So they had a Heinz ketchup. You call it? What do you call it in Australia? Tomato sauce. Yeah, here we call it ketchup, and. Uh, it was about how slow it comes out of the Heinz ketchup and that sort of ruined the song because I associate it. And you have a song that's associated with uh, retirement communities. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're all in this together. It was, it was meant to be a big song for inclusiveness and interconnectivity. It did become a, a, a you know, associated with like different financial um, investment campaigns and whatever, like people, these companies and it's, but you know, as artists, like, it's so difficult just to, I think this is what people have come around to basically, is that like the type of scrutiny that we held bands and actors and everything up to in like the 70s, 80s and up to the mid 90s was like, it was kind of ridiculous because it was not based on any reality of what it takes to actually I know. Have a we're, life where like you can continue making the art you want to make. I know. Oh yeah, the Beast Boys, they would call it kissing the monkey because they once did this 
camp, not a campaign. They just did a, you know, photo shoot for a magazine with um, maybe Michelle Calm. I don't know, some photographer. Anyway, but he, there was a, someone in a monkey suit and they kept saying like he was foreign. Well, you know, for us foreign, but European. They say, kiss the monkey, kiss the monkey. And they felt really embarrassed. So that was their term for doing embarrassing press where someone... But now, see like, that I, I still I still believe to. in that. Like I I think that like that's what I'm saying. Like I think you can you can yeah. energetically and like um, atmospherically sell out. But the money yeah. thing is not really or or like corporate. Like remember we were talking about um the free Tibet festival when there was this moment where all these bands with perfect intention were coming together to protest the Chinese government's occupation of Tibet, but everyone was wearing Nikes, and we were looking around saying. Um, how it's it's just a reminder that we're in an interdependent world that where it's not possible to live in a capitalist world you cannot live a, a totally ethically pure life like we are all yeah we're all sort of kissing the monkey in different ways yeah you know? and, and 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 knowledge is really important like this has been a good few years of learning about things more than ever you know like all the levels of hypocrisy and yes. racism and the levels of homophobia we all sort of i thought i knew everything and i'm so happy to learn so you get that information and then you decide like what to do with it but yeah i mean now i mean just promotion on on instagram i'm getting more and more used to just pushing things it feels still like awkward i want to just like do something and run in a way totally. but it's good to push things forward Yes, yeah, self-promotion has become so, it's so assumed in the arts that like the idea that there was ever any adverse <laughs> feeling about it, it's like all everyone is, is just hustlers now. You know? Yeah, I mean, it used to be just like, oh, I have to do this, I guess. I mean, I always loved photo shoots with, you know, I liked working with certain photographers and doing that kind of thing back when I did more photo shoots and stuff. But yeah, doing, I don't know, I, I don't know, I did campaign little i want to do a big campaign yeah i, man. I would love that i know i love i love there's nothing it's funny i was talking to my friend megan washington yesterday and we were talking about you hear about certain jobs that people in your your peers get that seem like ridiculously well paid or overpaid mm. But I still find it depressing i want to be ridiculously overpaid for things i love doing i don't want to not it's not a selling out thing it's just literally in terms of the time i'm spending like when when you hear these stories of this guy got paid a hundred thousand dollars to make this dumb thing, like I personally, at an integrity level, don't want to make dumb things. I want to sure. make great things. So the vision I hold for my career is to like I want to be paid a lot of money for doing things I actually enjoy and for shit well, that's sure. like exciting to me. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I don't know if we answered that question, but selling out. I, think so. I guess the I point is, just, is like yeah. it was com it was always complex. And now it's probably non-existent, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to give a tiny shout out because we just got a very nice text from our friend Daphne oh, where she sent yes. a screenshot of um, uh, the second episode and she wrote, hanging with my besties. I'm binge yeah. listening. This is very comforting for me right now. I love this. And I, it's so fun. I mean, it's, it's fun because she's a friend who we love, but it's fun for anybody that I do think the energy we want out of this podcast is for it to be like, like our favorite thing has always been just to sit around talking and yeah. creating like a good, cozy, fun, creative atmosphere. And I just love the idea of anyone, anyone listening to this who's getting that experience. So thank you, Daphne, for telling us that. I like watching her 
on doing yeah. well on yeah, Instagram. She's, I, she's awesome. I, yeah, we. It's funny. We like talking in person, and I do love when people like our work and that's that made me very happy i know me too because it's also like i have such an intimate relationship with the podcasts i listen to like oh, it's yeah. a it's a false um <laughs> it's a false sense of intimacy <laughs> it's very one-sided but um but i know that feeling of intimacy that you develop with listening to podcasts so it just feels like an honor that anyone would be having that experience listening to our for podcast. sure so and mm-hmm. if you are enjoying it please um hop on uh apple podcasts and give it Give it five stars and give it a nice review if you feel like it. Share it with your friends. Um, and um, come see me on tour. Parents Get High Tour around Australia in June. Um, two shows in Melbourne at the SB and the Nightcat. Sydney at the Os- Oxford Art Factory. Brisbane, the Trifford. Adelaide, the Lion Arts Factory in Perth, the Rosemount. And um, the date, they're all in June. People can find them through my socials. And... Come and I'll say hi to us. You'll be, yeah. yeah, you'll be in Australia soon eating halloumi with me. And um, and come on June 29th, if you're in Sydney, come along to our Weirder Together podcast launch party at Cafe Frida's where we've got some very fun DJs. Ioni's mom's going to be there. We're going to do a little there. DJ set. Who's going to be there? DJ? Your mom. My mom. Your mom's going to be her. Yeah. So, um, oh, my gosh. So that's going to be fun. And then I'm going to end this show with um, I've been editing a little jam that um, this is like kind of a famous musician dude who came over, and I can't name him because then his publishing company could say this is a co-write and would make me pay for playing this. So anyway, this is a little snippet of a jam that happened at our house recently. And um, I love you, babe. It's nice to we get to have. I know. A, I feel like, like we we're on a love, on island da- a love island date. When yes, they, good, when they good banter. Let- when they good banter, when they let the people leave and go on a little date. All right, let's plan a let's plan a FaceTime snog soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, love you. Okay, love bye you. guys. Bye. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.